From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, April 24th. I'm Marco Werman. The net flow of people migrating from Mexico to the U.S. comes to a virtual standstill. The economy is one factor, another is falling birth rates. Even if things change, the U.S. economy came back, there's not as many Mexicans to migrate to the U.S. as there was 20 years ago. Also, why dry cleaning in Moscow requires lots of patience. The woman behind the counter starts examining your clothes with the diligence of a doctor devoted to internal medicine. BBC News with Fiona MacDonald. China has urged Sudan and its newly independent neighbour South Sudan to show restraint in the conflict over their disputed border. Chinese television said President Hu Jintao urged both countries to choose to respect each other's sovereignty during a visit by the South Sudanese leader Salva Kiir to Beijing. James Copnell is in South Sudan. Salva Kiir said his Sudanese neighbours had declared war on his country. His remarks came at the beginning of a state visit to China one of the few countries with influence on both Juba and Khartoum. On Monday, Sudan's president, Omar el-Bashir, said there was no possibility of negotiations with the South Sudanese. He said talks would be through the gun. The United Nations has condemned an aerial bombardment of Bentiu in South Sudan, which took place on Monday. Sudan denies carrying out the raid. The United Nations Special Envoy to Syria, Kofi Annan, is said to be gravely concerned about reports that Syrians who speak to UN observers are being harassed or even killed by pro-government forces. Mr Annan is to brief the Security Council in private shortly on his efforts to mediate in the Syrian crisis. Laura Trevelyan reports from UN headquarters in New York. Kofi Annan spokesman Ahmed Fauzi says the ceasefire is extremely fragile. There are, he says, credible reports of the guns being silent when the UN monitors enter conflict areas, only for the exchanges to start up again when the monitors leave. Kofi Annan is likely to tell the UN Security Council that the remaining 270 monitors should be deployed to Syria quickly, joining the 30 who are due there by the week's end. The US and its European allies are likely to question Mr Annan about how a ceasefire that's so shaky can be safely monitored. The former Egyptian Prime Minister Ahmad Shafiq has been disqualified as a candidate in the forthcoming presidential election. He was barred by the Electoral Commission under a law that prevents former senior officials of the Husni Mubarak era from standing. Mr Shafiq is the latest of a series of candidates to be disqualified. From Cairo, John Lyne has more. The law was really aimed at the former intelligence chief Omar Suleiman, but he was already ruled out on other grounds. It was rushed through Parliament then unexpectedly endorsed by the ruling military council. So, from a short list that originally numbered 23 candidates, only 12 are now left in the race. The controversy over disqualifications has overshadowed the debate over policies and personalities. Finally now, though, the campaign is gathering momentum, just a month before the first round of voting. A lawyer for the Ukrainian opposition leader Yulia Tymoshenko says she's on hunger strike after being beaten while in prison. Prosecutors denied she was beaten but said she was moved by force when she refused to be taken to hospital. Ms Tymoshenko is serving a seven-year prison sentence for abuse of power. World News from the BBC. 
The Israeli government has legalised the status of three settler outposts in the West Bank. The settlements, home to about 800 people, were founded in the 1990s but hadn't been approved until now. The Palestinians condemned the decision, but Israeli officials have rejected accusations that they have, in effect, created the first new Jewish settlements for more than 20 years. The US Justice Department says it has arrested a former BP oil engineer for allegedly destroying evidence about the Gulf of Mexico oil spill two years ago. Eleven workers were killed in the initial blast and millions of barrels of oil escaped into the sea. Jane Little reports from Washington. Kurt Mix, a former BP engineer from Texas, was charged with two counts of obstruction of justice. According to court documents, he was involved in BP's efforts to stem the major...